0: Sports Podcast. My name is Joe and I got my man Anthony on.
1: Anthony, what's going on, brother? Not too much, man. Hyped up about today. Probably, well, this is definitely our biggest game of the year and probably, shoot, what the biggest game we've had in the last couple of years. So against
0: our, from from what I consider our biggest rival, I'm, I'm pumped for today, man. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. Today's starting off well too. Cause I don't know if you're watching the Formula One race, but man, Lewis, Lewis Hamilton made a hell of a move um, at the start of the race. And he and he's basically controlling the looks, barring anything crazy happening. He will win his eighth championship, which is the record, man. So so if this thing holds out, man, you, you know, uh kudos to Lewis, bro. Yeah,
1: watching right now. It looks like uh, Red Bull put a little strategy and got uh, Verstappen fresh tires here. He's going to try to make up this huge gap on fresh tires. So it's it's going to be interesting. But yeah, I, I think you're right. Hamilton has it in the Capberg seat, so that that's what I wanted. So yeah, it's, it's going starting off well today.
0: Absolutely, and hell of a battle between Perez and Hamilton too. You know, Perez did what he did what he needed to do in terms of getting Max, you know, back into the uh, at least back into uh in the area code of lewis but uh i just think overall lewis has the dominant car man but yeah so look man i'm 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 really excited to do this pod with you today because we got so many topics you know we got nfl i do want to give my thought on a little bit of nba and all this good stuff and i know you want to start with a tribute to um um former broncos wide receiver demarius thomas who um unfortunately passed away suddenly and um, so I'm going to let, I'm going to turn the floor over to you. I know you've been doing your research and everything based on our text. So I'll let you uh, start and then, you know, I'll, I'll give my thoughts as well, man.
1: Yeah. So, and the news, I guess it came down on Thursday night uh, about Demarius Thomas was just shocking, man. Um, you know, I haven't really heard much from him. I believe he retired from the NFL back in June, but he kind of bounced around some squads the last few years uh, of his career. So, you know, at only 33 years old, he was probably one of the last people that I expected to read that he had, you know, uh, passed away. Um, you know, when I think of Demarius Thomas, i sure like many others, I think of him catching that long 80-yard touchdown Against Pittsburgh in the playoffs, that Tim Tebow game um, at, at the end where he sealed it in overtime. Um, but yeah, just just sad, man. Thirty three years old. You know, when I first heard that, I said, well, he's a young guy. You know, what happened? Was he into drugs or? Did he have an issue where he was shot or something like that? But you read about this guy, and no, it wasn't anything like that. He actually was in a car accident, I guess a pretty major accident, a little over a year ago, and he was suffering from seizures, you know, due to the accident. And from what it looks like, it it was a seizure, you know, that ended up ending his life. So just sad, man. I I just remember all the explosive plays that he made. There was probably a four-year stretch where he had Peyton Manning, Uh, when, of course, the Broncos won the Super Bowl, where Demarius Thomas, who you probably could make the argument, was the best receiver in football during those four years. I mean, he was averaging like 1,400 yards a a season with with Peyton. And, of course, you know, like I say, ended up with with, with a Super Bowl win uh, in, I believe, was 2015, or 2016 Super Bowl, 2015 season. So it was just super sad, kind of reading everything that I read about him this week. The guy was just kind of marvelous, man. He, um, his his mother it looks like was when he was eleven years old. His mother was actually sent to prison for drugs, and he was kind of the oldest of the the kids. And he was kind of the one that had to, you know, look after his younger siblings. I believe he had three other siblings. So you know, everybody makes the comment. All the former Broncos players and Shannon Sharp gave a nice tribute. They said, you know, when Demarius Thomas was with kids, he was like it was like his second nature right because he was used to kind of raising his younger siblings so anytime they had anything to do with the community and with the kids he's out there you just see countless stories of him playing basketball with youth and playing football with youth and just seems like you know we didn't know a lot of times we don't know these athletes off the field right we only know what they do between the uh you know on the, on the gridiron but he seemed like you know an even better person off the field than he was as a player on the field and that's saying a lot cuz he was a hell of a player on the field so you know you just hear tribute after tribute about him this week and it was just Really touching to me, a guy barely older than me. Let's say I'm 32, he's 33, and to have something like that go down for a guy who's an athlete in the you know best possible shape could be. It was just man, it was really really sad for me to hear this week. So just kind of wanted to give him a tribute. So. You know, he, he definitely gone way too early. And it sounds like the way he was with the community and everything, he had a lot of really good life to give. So just kind of wanted to give an RIP
0: out to uh Demarius Thomas, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. And and you're right, man. Uh the thing that, you know, obviously, you know, when when things happen, right? So all the tributes come out and things of that nature. But this seemed like to be a real genuine guy, like you said, a genuine soul who basically lived his life the correct way based on, you know, the upbringing, the tough circumstances. I did, you know, I remember they did the special when his mom got out of prison and everything and she was able to see him play for the first time. Um, So yeah, man, it's just, it's very unfortunate. And, and, you know, to, to, to lose a young person, just like, you know, just like, I mean, heck, you're 32, my son's 28, my daughter's 21. So And, you know, that's normally not the order of how we want things to be. But, you know, at least we know that uh, that that he made an impact off the field, which is really, really good, bro. So, yeah, uh, prayers up to him and his family, his friends, his football community. And um, yeah, man, so it's it's unfortunate. Um, He's actually living in a town called Roswell, Georgia, which is maybe about dude maybe 45 minutes from where i live so yeah man um heavy hearts in the georgia tech community as well man but yeah he'll definitely be missed bro
1: yeah definitely so hopefully you know they can get some stuff going on with all the good things that he did and kind of get his legacy continued and, and still be able to do good things for the area. And yeah, I guess he was from Georgia. So that's kind of what I wanted to ask you about. Was any of that close to kind of where you're at, or did you have any kind of an idea of, you know, his impact in the community was it close to you or anything
0: like that? Yeah. Yeah. No. um, I know he definitely did a lot in the Atlanta area and things of that nature for, you know,
1: unfortunate kids and
0: and stuff like that. But um, I really, just like I said, it kind of fell off the radar, be honest with you because he's such a quiet guy you know he didn't just like you said he didn't do anything to get in trouble or anything like that so I I was I was actually shocked to see that as well man so absolutely man well look man let's um let's just get into what we got going on this you, you know today you know obviously just like you said man this is a huge game for us You know, you know how me and you, we text and for whatever reason, man, I just woke up this morning just a little bit worried about our running back situation, man, because I don't think I mean, the official hasn't come out yet. I I haven't seen anything from Rappaport, but man, I'm just concerned that Pollard may not play. And then Zeke is, you know, his knee is not good. So I'm I'm concerned, bro. I'm I'm just going to be honest.
1: Yeah, for all intents and purposes, man, it looks like Pollard is not going to play. Brad has said that he is doubtful for today. And then I saw something from Rappaport where they said he's going to test at pregame. But the kind of uh, feeling in Dallas is that Pollard is not going to play today. So, yeah, man, I'll tell you, I woke up this morning feeling I, I feel excited, but also nervous about today's game. Um, I I don't know, man. I'll tell you the thing with this game. Um, and you can attest to this being a Cowboys fan a lot longer than I have. It really doesn't matter what the records of the rosters are when you put these two teams together, does it? I mean, when it's red skin, oh, sorry, Washington football team versus Dallas Cowboys. Um, I've seen so many crazy games over the years, and it doesn't matter if one team's horrible or one team's really good. When these two teams get together, it's always unpredictable. And to me, this is the best rivalry game in all of football. Obviously, I'm a little bit biased because I, you know, love me some some Cowboys and I hate me some Washington football team living here in the D.C. area that I do. So, yeah, I, I think if you look at this on game on paper, even without Pollard and Zeke being, you know Zeke being banged up, Pollard not being there, this is the healthiest the Cowboys have been all year. I mean Gallimore is going to be back playing, Gregory's playing. We got all three of our pass rushers out there for the first time all season. Really, the first time we have all three of our wide receivers out there other than Tampa Bay opening game because you know Cooper played last week with Gallup and uh, Lamb, but he was on a snap uh, a pitch count. Dudes are coming off COVID. That's not going to be the case today. They said he's going to be fully, you know, wide open and ready to roll. So even with the running back situation they've got, this is the, uh, you know, the healthiest the Cowboys have been and they've got to go out and perform today. I know that we had a lot of things, you know, Mike McCarthy's guarantee in the media and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, this is a rivalry game. Like we talked, like I talked about, um, I think Dallas is the better team. There's no question about that. And they've got to get it done. Uh, Landover FedEx Field's going to be bumping. I expect, you know, it's a tough place to play on the road, especially for a Cowboys team. But, you know that they have all the talent, the balls in
0: their court, and, and they've got to go get the job done today. Yeah, I agree, man. And Anthony, this is a Dak Prescott game, bro. It is. Dak, Dak has to. Dak has to carry the day. You know how Dak gets. We can't have any slow starts. We can't have any high throws. We can't. He's going to have to be focused and ready to go. I think sometimes Dak gets a little amped up, and especially at home when he's on the roof seems to be a lot more dialed in based on what we've seen, you know, this season, um, you know, hence the Patriots game. I, I I just hope that he is ready to go because he sets the tone for today. It's all about four and what he does in terms of setting the tone because this team is going to need him to be sharp, accurate, ready to go. And um, th- this is a, a number four game.
1: Yeah, and I actually think that Dak's play – uh, today is going to be based off of what the defense is doing. So if you kind of look at this Washington four game winning streak, uh, the last, the last four, they've really won these games by one. They've held time of possession very high. They're winning time of possession, like 40 minutes to 20 because they're able to run the football. So key number one for Dallas today You know, and and I've watched pretty much every Washington football game over the year when Dallas isn't on. They're the team I watch because they're always on TV here. They're my local team. And one, Dallas has to stop Antonio Gibson. That is number one. You have to be able to stop the run. The Washington offensive line is weird because it's beat up. They've got backups all over the offensive line. But for whatever reason, man, the backups have been playing better than the starters. So over the last three weeks with the backups in, you know, they've been getting the job done and enabling Gibson to really, you know, control the game and and just move the ball. Um, so that that's kind of thing number one. You know, if Dak kind of feels that his defense can stop the run, then Washington's offense probably isn't going to score a lot of points, then I think Dak needs to kind of Go into conservative mode and not turn the football over because we've seen those big turnovers in Washington fumbles interceptions tips those kind of things always lead to points for them and it just changes the whole momentum of the game. You know, to where the flip side, if, if Dak sees that Dallas cannot stop the run and our defense is you know on our heels and Gibson's getting whatever he wants, then Dak's got to go straight into attack mode because it's going to be a long day for him. He's not going to have many possessions, so the possessions that he has, he's going to have to you know take advantage of and cash because he just you know can't can't expect to to get a whole lot of possessions because that's what Washington does well. They hold the ball, so it's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out. Um, I, my personally, I'm concerned with Dallas's ability to stop the run due to the linebacker play that we kind of touched on on the last pod last week. So it, it, we kind of have to fill the game out here in the first quarter and see how it goes. So I'm, I'm hoping that we can stop the run, but I'm 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 doubtful whether we're going to have the ability to. Washington has a very good running uh, offense, and they've been you know really doing a good job of beating people downhill.
0: Man what What do I always say when we talk about Taylor uh Heineke? I always say the guts of a burglar right this he guy does. this guy does not quit bro he's like a kitna. you know remember when kitna in Cincinnati' oh, yeah. and, he's never quit hey Anthony, hold, hold on one me. second, bro, they got a safety car in the in the uh f one race with four to go, oh man, so it's about to a while there so so two two I, bro. Two field fillers, right? That's what we call them, right? Guys that are just doing stupid racing for nothing with four laps to go basically got together. Guys that are running in, like, 13th and 14th position. Yeah, that's not good, man. That's I, not I, good. And so and so Hamilton is, <laughs> and Verstappen is on new tires. This is not going to be good, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's going to come right down to it here to see how. It yeah, goes. man. Sorry, sorry about that, but I I just could not believe it, man. <laughs> oh man. But Anthony, listen, man. I just I I'm I'm nervous. I'm just nervous, man. I know there's nothing ever easy for our cowboys, right? And and I nope. got full confidence in Dak. I got full confidence. Um, Kellen Moore, remember we talked about Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore is going to have to be, you know, we had the thing going where the fans always say Kellen is in his bag. Uh Well, That bag got to be a Louis Vuitton, uh, one of those, all these crazy bags that my wife always looking at and talking about. It better be one of those bags and he better have the game plan of, you know what? in order to get this done because you're right, that stadium, even though I still think the stadium is gonna be probably 60, 40 Cowboys, because the support that area, yeah, the support in that area is huge. But I just think, man, it's just a tough and uh, I know you I know you're not worried about any bullet to board material based on your football days and things of that nature, but it does at least heighten the sense, you know, of it just kind of adds fuel to the fire, you know?
1: Yeah, and I'll tell you, so kind of to go go talk about what what happened there. You know, I'll tell you, to me, it looked like the media kind of blew that one out of proportion because Mike McCarthy never said, you know, I never saw a quote where he used the word guarantee. The question was kind of like, you know, Hey, you know, you guys out on the field kind of asking him over the next like four games with the NFC East. And he was just like, look, we fully plan on going out there and winning on Sunday, you know, right. To kind of put the NFC East in hand on Sunday, and give them a nice comfortable lead. What the hell is McCarthy supposed to say, man? Is he supposed to say, well, you know, we expect to go out here and lose at Washington, but it'll be all right because we get Washington at home here in two weeks, you know, in Dallas. No, he's supposed to say he's supposed to win the game. So I kind of thought the media kind of blew that one out of proportion a little bit. You know, he did not guarantee a victory. He just said that he expected the Cowboys to win the game and they were going to win the game. But like I say, I'm not really sure what he's supposed to say in that situation. If you don't want him to say he's going to win the game. And then I loved how Dak... Uh, came to the defense of mm and when they asked Dak in his press conference they said well you know he says you guys are gonna win the game what do you have to think about that and that kind of used the word the expletive s word and said yeah of course we're gonna win the game and, and he was hyped about it so uh, i think the bulletin board material gets over blown up a little bit by the media i'm not sure how much that actually has to you know, deal with uh, with the game. But at the end of the day, the X's and O's of this game are what's going to win. It's not going to be bulletin board material. Dallas has to win the turnover battle like any other team. Um, they've got to win their matchups outside. I don't expect them to have a great running game today with no Tony Pollard. I expect Zeke to be able to get tough yards, but not necessarily, you know, big chunk plays, but I do expect him to get, you know, three, four yards a carry. And then on defense, they've got to get home, man. The one thing that Taylor Henicky as a late, you know, undrafted guy from a small school in Norfolk called Old Dominion University, which my mother's actually going to ODU right now online. So she's a big Taylor Henicky fan. She likes him because she goes to his school. <laughs> but, um, you know, the one thing that does fluster him is the pass rush. And to me, there's no reason why Dallas shouldn't be able to get home today, you know, with their pass rushes back, with Gregory on one side, Lawrence on another side, Gallimore and Osa in the middle. And of course, you know, the line, Micah Parsons, you know, coming off the edge. There's no reason why they shouldn't be able to get home with four or five guys. And that is the key to today. Washington's best third down stick mover is JD McKissick. And he's not going to play, so that's their, you know, best guy on third down. Their best red zone threat is Logan Thomas, for former quarterback of Virginia Tech, and he's not going to play. He's out for the year. So you know, Washington is is very crippled on offense due to the injuries. It's Terry McLaurin. It's you know DeAndre Carter, their little slot receiver. And it's, you know, Antonio Gibson is, is the key. They've got Curtis Samuel, but he's been banged up all year. Haven't really done much with him. He could potentially break out and be another weapon today, but I think, you know, for Dallas's defense, the key is you got to stop the run you got to get to the quarterback. And the other thing is Heineke's not going to throw the ball deep down the field. That's not what he does. He is a stick mover over this win streak the last four games. He has basically taken his turnovers way out, but he's not throwing the ball down the field. He's just, you know, if it's third and seven, he's going to throw the ball eight yards. He's going to try to move the sticks. So with that, I expect, you know, a guy like Trayvon Diggs to have a lot of opportunities of being able to jump routes because I don't expect you know a a whole lot of stuff to go over his head so you know I I think for the Cowboys to win this game they need some sacks they probably need a Trayvon Diggs interception and you know they've got to be able to stop the run run on defense I I get what you're saying this is a Dac game but I think the defense is actually going to be the most critical side of this football game today
0: yeah, and as you were talking, I was actually looking. So Heineke has given the ball away 11 times in terms of interception. So that was one of the things I was going to ask you. I always tell you you're our behind-the-enemy-lines uh, scout there since you're right in the area, and you know that team well. And uh, I was a little concerned about – so if he does – it seems like he's a, a sort of a dink-and-dunk type quarterback, but may he, he it, with him having 11 interceptions, looks like a couple of them get – well, it looks like a lot of them get away from him, you know? Yeah, and, but that hasn't been recently. A lot of that was earlier in the year. So okay. he's only had,
1: um, I think he's only had one during this four-game win streak. Okay, so, yeah, that, that's kind of something to think about.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay. And he's just—he's hard-nosed, man. He's tough. They almost beat the freaking Bucks last year, man. You remember that? Yeah, and, they did uh, beat him, he, bro. They did the- beat him this year. Remember, they did beat him. Yeah, man. So he's hard nosed, man. And, you know, dude, these guys that are hard nosed, man, they just it, it's going to be a freaking It's, it's just going to be a, from from the start of the first quarter to the fourth. I think we're going to be in for a tough, tough game. What's the weather looking like uh, there as well?
1: It's going to be about 50 degrees, Okay same as it is here. It's going to be chilly, but not bone-chilling cold. Uh, last night, man, the wind was outrageous. winds last night, but okay. for today, it doesn't look like the wind's going to be a factor. So, I mean, for a game in Washington in middle of December, mm-hmm. I'd say it's pretty favorable weather. Okay, okay, cool, 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 okay. Because, yeah, I mean, I- that's big because... We're going to have to throw the football. I mean, I just – I can't imagine Zeke getting 100 yards today. Do you you think Zeke's getting 100 yards today? Oh, heck
0: no. This is going to be one of those games where – this is going to be one of those games where, you know, like you you always talk about Garrett, right? Dirty yards, man. He's going to have to – remember when DeMarco Murray used to get those tough inside three, four-yard runs and um, and Garrett used to call them dirty yards? That's what they are. And he's going to have to be – Zeke is just going to have to be in it ready to go oh man verstappen got him anthony oh man oh that's not what i want to say god you're getting live reaction on the other side podcast (laughs) with the f1 F1 race race. i cannot believe this bro i cannot believe this i knew when they left hamilton
1: out on the old tires that that was that was not good But, you know, another thing that Kellen Moore is going to have to do today, get in that bag, as you say, if the running game is not going to be consistently there, which we don't expect it to be, um, he's going to have to do a lot of things, creative things that are extensions of the run game, right? So I expect maybe some C.D. Lamb, you know, kind of misdirection play, some kind of Cedric Wilson on jet sweeps, and just a lot of little screen passes. If you don't have Tony Pollard, I think you've really got to use Cedric Wilson's kick returner ability today as an right. extension extension of the run game i right. don't want to see you know i don't want to see every first down i don't want to see zeke up the middle for two yards that cannot right. happen today right Dad can't play behind the chains in washington with the crowd rolling you know that just can't happen today so kellen moore's got to be creative and he's got to be able to get yards on first down whether it be zeke whether it be you know Dak throwing the ball down the field or extension of the running game but I cannot handle just a run up the gut every first down. I'm gonna lose my mind if I see that.
0: Right, 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 right. Absolutely, man. Yeah, it's man. It's just golly. This is gonna be just like I said, man. I, I just we we have us win, bro, because if we win this. We essentially, you know, we essentially, I would say, clinch the division. You know. Yeah. And um, so yeah, it, it's gonna be a heightened type of uh. uh Scenario: Obviously, my day is not started off right when Hamilton. <laughs> so, so we'll see what the Cowboys can do. Yeah, and, and and you're so I don't think it's a must win
1: today. I'll I'll kind of piggyback off that to end kind of our uh, preview here, and then we'll go off to NBA and other things. But I don't sure. think this is a must win for the Cowboys because. I believe if they lose today, there's still a game ahead. But then they go at New York, and then they get Washington at home the following week. So, you know, if they do lose today and they go win the next two, they're right back to a two-game lead, you know, tied with Washington for, you know, split for the year with three games to go there. So they're still in really good shape, even if they lose today, if they win the next two. However, you're right. A team like Dallas, we have – they did. And from the way they started the year, they have bigger aspirations than just winning the NFC East. And if that's the case, you've got to go out and win today. You've got to take care of the giants next week. And then that essentially, you know, gives you a three game lead in the division with four games left to go. And then, you know, it really doesn't matter what happens down the stretch. So I agree with you. I think today is, is a very, very important game. I don't know, man. I, I kind of look at it. Like there's one, Bye week right now right the first round Sees the only for first uh, Seed is the only one getting a, a buy In the first round so if you're the Cowboys you want to set yourself up to where that game at Philadelphia, the last game of the year means nothing and you can go in and rest everybody week 17. So that's what I think they've got to, you know, get themselves set up to do. You got to take care of business against Washington, New York and then Washington again and then, you know, late in the year, you've got Arizona and Philadelphia. That way you can treat the Arizona game like a mini playoff game you know, try to beat Arizona and then go into that last game, hopefully where you got nothing to play for and you arrest everybody to get ready for the playoffs. So, you know, if that's going to happen, you've got to win today. Cause if you don't win today, this division is going to come down to the wire and you might have to play, you know, week 17 or week 18. I'm sorry to try to win the division. So yeah, man, today is, it's not a must win, but it's a very, very important game.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, look, so, let's go through a couple of games and just give me your, your thoughts, what you think, how, how you think it's going to play out my man. All
1: right. So the kind of the game that I was looking at, uh, I know it's a late four thirty, and usually we go in order here, but, um, the kind of game I was looking at, man, that I wanted to talk to you about was, uh, the Buffalo bills, uh, game with the, um, the, the the Bills and the Bucks. So that's kind of the big four thirty game that I'm looking at. Kind of the big other game that I'm looking at besides the Cowboy game. So, you know, who you got in that one, man? Buffalo and
0: Tampa Bay. Man, I actually got man, I got Tampa Bay. I just think what happened to Buffalo, they were call it what it is. They were pumped on uh Monday night, you know what I'm saying? Yes. And um they were out physical. It's just something, you know, that was I think that was both mine and your Super Bowl winning pick this year, right? They were. And um it's just something's just not right with them this year. And uh I I just think uh Tampa Bay's really Tampa Tampa Bay's going to be tough, man, and 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 this is Tom Brady's time of the year too. So I'm I'm looking for and I don't I I'm I'm looking for it to be As close as what people think it will be. I think bucks by 10 today. Okay, I I think that
1: this is the turning point kind of time uh, for Buffalo. I'm still going to stick with Buffalo, even though I agree with you, something's not right, but I think Buffalo's going to go out and get a win today. The thing with Buffalo that concerns me down the stretch and I think helps them in this game today Buffalo doesn't run the football, right? They're not a very good running team, and that showed on Monday night where in that horrible win, they needed to be able to run the ball, and they just couldn't do it. So Buffalo isn't really built for cold weather. They're kind of built to be like a playing a dome, playing the warm, where they can just spread everybody out and have Josh Allen just throw the ball, you know, throw it to Emmanuel Sanders, throw it to Diggs, Beasley, Knox, those kind of boys. So with the game being in Tampa Bay, I think it favors them a little bit. And also, for whatever reason, man, I, I, I want to get sold on the Bucs. And I want to say, here the Bucs go. They're hot now. They're ready to roll. And they have won a couple games in a row. But something's just not right about this Bucks team, man. Even last week, I know you were at the game live when they played, you know, Atlanta. But I thought that game was way closer than it should have been down the stretch. And I'm just not convinced about this Bucks team yet. I, I don't know what it is. If they get a big win today in convincing fashion, I think that maybe you know sway me a little bit and turn me back on the Bucks. But for right now, for whatever reason, I, I'm not sold on them. So I'm gonna go Buffalo winning that game by three in Tampa Bay today.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I see what I see what, uh, I, see what uh, I see what you're saying. You know, and 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 it does seem like they're not as. An, they don't look as 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 oiled as a machine as they were going into last year so yeah it's something to keep an eye on but i've just lost all um faith in my super bowl pick and uh i just i still see the the wheels falling off on them man yeah and i'll tell you what man
1: the afc could not be any more wide open right now could it i mean the afc is unreal when the play when we get to playoff time you're legitimately going to have what six teams that have a shot to win the AFC. I'm sorry, because the AFC is
0: that wide open. It's, it's going to be crazy, man. Right, 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 right. And uh, I you, you know who my AFC pick is. I told you, uh, I think the Patriots are going to the Super Bowl, bro. Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm still not sold on New England because of them being with the rookie quarterback in the playoffs. I actually think right now. The Chiefs are probably my favorite because they're kind of peaking right now, um, but I'll tell you, you got a lot of good teams in the AFC that are just inconsistent. I mean, Baltimore, the Chargers, the Bengals—you know—you've got a ton of football teams in the AFC that are are just wildly inconsistent, and it's going to make for some. Very intriguing playoff football. Um, That kind of leads me to another 1 o'clock game here. We can preview uh, the Raiders. Raiders at the Chiefs, I believe, at the Chiefs. 1 o'clock game. I got Kansas City winning that game. Like I say right now, Kansas City has figured it out defensively. If nothing else, the offense is still kind of sputtering at times. But Kansas City defense, which was horrible earlier in the year, over the last, like, four games, they've been one of the best, you know, top five defenses in the league. So I'm going to, you know, go Kansas City to win that game, in large part due to his defense. Something's still off with Mahomes. I can't quite put my finger on it. But I don't know if he's pressing still or if the league's figured him out. Or, man, I'm not sure what's going on there. But I can tell you that defense has been – fantastic over the last, you know, four or five games. We saw it when they played our Cowboys. Their defense just absolutely just smothered our offense. So I'm going to go the Chiefs big today against the Raiders.
0: Yeah, um, I just think with Mahomes, the start that he had to his career, the only way you can really go is down. Um, I just – I'm still not sold on them. And like you say, consistency. Look, here's the thing that – here here's the thing that tells me that Kansas City is not Kansas City. Starting to depend on their defense. You follow me? They, yes. They are all yes. in on defense. The offense is really not. If you look at Travis Kelsey, I don't know if he just hit the wall so hard that he can't do anything about it, but he doesn't really stretch the field like he used to. And you know, the the, the two-look safety against uh against uh uh what's the little short kid? Ah, you know who I'm talking Tyreek about. Tyreek Hill. Tyree Hill. Yeah, I mean, I I just for whatever reason Mahomes has been off this year. And you know what? I hate to say it and I'm not trying to fat shame anybody, but Mahomes is out of shape, bro. He he is out of shape. If you look at him in, in, in compares to let's say a Dak, a Tom Brady or whatever, he he he, you know, he just doesn't look right, man, you know? So so I'm not I don't have any confidence in the Chiefs. Yeah, they'll probably beat the Raiders today, but when I I think if it comes down to uh Andy Reid versus Belichick, whether it's in Kansas City or New England, I'm taking Belichick all day.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can't disagree with you on that one with the coaching and kind of to Mahomes, you're right. I didn't want to say it, and I've been, like, not wanting to say it all year, but he doesn't look like he's in shape to me. He hasn't all year, and he doesn't look like he moves as well because of it. A lot of uh, Mahomes is, you know – He he makes a lot of plays with his legs when they're in trouble. And I just don't think he can do that because he doesn't look like he came in the greatest shape this year. I don't I don't know. It's it's weird because it's this late in the year, it's December. You'd expect everybody to be in pretty good shape now, but he just doesn't look like he's in shape. So I agree with you. You're not fat-shaving him. You're just it's true from what we're seeing. He's not the same Mahomes that he's been in years past. Now on the flip side of that. I think you're right. I think Kelsey and Tyreek Hill have both kind of hit a wall a little bit. If you remember, these guys were in their prime before Mahomes got there because they were really good with Alex Smith. So they've been kind of – both of them have been around the block now for a little while, and I just wonder if the league, you know, the the straight-up physical attributes they had before has caught up to them slightly, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I'm going to take the Chiefs to still win big. I still think they're rolling today. Um, but you're right, especially offensively, they are on the decline, but the defense has really been able to step up and hold them. Um, another big game here in the AFC, you talk about wildly inconsistent, the freaking Baltimore Ravens, wildly inconsistent, losing that game last week to Pittsburgh. I don't even know how they lost that one. Um, but they go to Cleveland today against the Browns.
0: Who you got there? Man, <laughs> you're right, bro. That's, that's so crazy, right? Um, I'm just going to go Ravens due to the fact that I still don't believe in Mayfield, uh, never have, never will. So I'll give it to the Ravens as long as, although, you know what, let me back up. I know the the Ravens are missing Marlon Humphrey, who was their best corner. Um, I don't know who they signed or who they elevated, but I will still go to Ravens due to the fact that Lamar Jackson, even though he's been inconsistent as well, I just think that, he'll be able to make one more play down the stretch in order to to win that game.
1: Yeah, man. So I'm going to go with the Ravens to win that game. Um, But that doesn't really give me a whole lot of confidence. I'm more picking the Ravens to win because that's how much I don't believe in Baker Mayfield. So I'm kind of, remember I told you a few weeks ago, he had like an awful performance and I said, I'm out on Baker. I'm just done with the guy. So I'm still out on him, but I'm going to be honest with you. I'm like 90% out on Lamar right now. I'm not 100% out on Lamar yet, but I'm 90% out on Lamar. Call me crazy, man, but Lamar has regressed this year. I've watched a lot of Ravens football. Again, I live pretty close to the Baltimore area, so they're on TV a lot down here. And I'm just telling you, I, I expected improvements from him. You know, as he's gone on, because he wasn't a great thrower of the football coming out of college, and he has not only not improved, he's actually regressed from, you know, what he did his rookie season and second year. So I'm kind of getting to the mindset where I don't think the Ravens can win in the playoffs with Lamar Jackson. I hate to say it because I like Lamar. He seems like a really good kid, and I was a fan of his coming out of college but I'm not sure if Baltimore can win with Lamar, man. Give me your quick assessment of
0: Lamar. Can they win with Lamar? Am I crazy or or what? No, they can't. Um, just like I say, he's dynamic, and he'll make all the splash plays. He really will. But you know and I know, come playoff time, that, that – come playoff time, man, splash plays are just really not there. I mean, nope. you know what I'm saying. You're not right. unless you just have a super advantage like – the ninety nine Rams did, or something like that. The or Chiefs just, from the last few years, I mean, absolutely, absolutely. I just feel like, um, it, it and and it's not in it's not an aptitude thing or anything. I just think his game for the playoffs doesn't line up. I really and um, I just think it play it actually puts him in a box, and you get you get great coaches that can figure out how to stop him, you know? And then their receivers are not as, you know what I'm saying? You got Hollywood Brown, but, and then you got the tight end, but who else do you really have? Sammy Watkins. I mean, eh, so I just think that this would be another year where um, Lamar doesn't come through in the playoffs and maybe not to, not to, I mean, partly due to him, but partly just due to how they're set up as a team.
1: Yeah, I would say, and I want your, your opinion on this as well, both of those teams are kind of stuck with the quarterback they have right now, Cleveland and and Baltimore, and I don't see either of those quarterbacks taking their team to a Super Bowl. I don't care. I, and you're right. Lamar doesn't have near the weapons around him that Baker has, but kind of the, the my thought right now is it doesn't matter what you put around Lamar or what you put around Baker. They're just not good enough to take you to uh, to a Super Bowl. That's just kind of how I feel. Yeah, yeah, correct, correct. Um, All right, so those are kind of, honestly, most of the 1 o'clock games are kind of rough today, man. You got, you know, Seahawks, Texans, Falcons, Panthers, Saints, Jets, a lot of just blah there. Um, We went over the real nice 430 game, Bills, Bucks, and then another nice 430 game is the 49ers who were hot, and then they kind of laid an egg, are traveling to Cincinnati, who, again, were hot and kind of laid an egg. So both teams are – right in the thick of the playoff race for the NFC and AFC in Cincinnati. Um, I'm going to pick the Bengals to win that game. I always go with the East Coast team. When the West Coast team is traveling to the East Coast, it seems like the East Coast team always has a huge advantage. Although this year that hasn't been the case. We saw last week the Chargers traveled to Cincinnati in a one o'clock start and and bullied the Bengals. The Bengals are just they're just your typical young team. They're just really inconsistent, but they're ultra talented. You know, I didn't pick the Bengals to make the playoffs this year, but I thought they would I said they'd be one year out. I thought next year would be the year they'd really peak, and I still believe that. I think that's why you're seeing the inconsistent play from Cincinnati. They're just such a young football team. They don't know how to win yet, so you're going to have moments like you had last week when they just get blown out against the Chargers, but I expect them to come back today and play well and and, and handle a San Francisco team uh, at, at home, and also on the flip side of the ball, Again, another quarterback that I'm kind of out on. Uh, I'm done with Jimmy G, man. I don't know what your kind of thought is on Jimmy G, but if I was the Niners, I would really be considering Trey Lance going forward down the stretch because I just don't think Jimmy G is the guy uh, for anybody. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't like Jimmy G either. Uh, never have. Um, he's just whatever. He, you know. I, I think for the Niners messed up, and I. Th- This season is going to be, I feel like, the turning point where um, it may not happen this year, but definitely after next year, I think that it will be revealed that Trey Lance is not who they thought they were. And um, by all reports, uh, Kyle really wanted Mac Jones kind of talked out of it with his relationship with uh, uh, John Lynch, not as rosy as once was. And I just think that uh, that will be the beginning of the end of the Shanahan era, bro. I really do. Trey Lance has not shown – nothing has popped off the screen with Trey Lance, even when he was in preseason like it did with Jack and others, you know. And I just feel like this – in terms of the quarterback situation for the Niners. I I really do. So it's funny you say that. I'm not (laughs) –
1: I don't want to 100% kill Trey Lance yet because I believe he's so raw that there is an, an opportunity that he will, you know, play pretty good, uh, you know, progress and, and still be a good, solid quarterback. I'm not sure. But it's interesting you say that about Kyle Shanahan, uh, my best friend's a huge 49ers fan. And he's been asking me, he's like, man, I don't understand why Shaney's not on the hot seat. He's like, you know, we haven't been good now for a few years and it just seems like the Niners are living off of that Shani success of going to the Super Bowl three years ago and losing to the Super Bowl. And he's like, I just don't get it. And, you know, you kind of think about it, and he's right, man. Like, you know, Dan Quinn took the Falcons to the Super Bowl, had a couple bad years after that, and he was fired. So it's if Shanahan continues this downward slump, then uh, you know, I would not be shocked if they part ways with him after next season. Um, they're not going to do it after this year, but you know, if he doesn't get them to the playoffs this year and then fails to get them again next year, I really think that they're going to start looking in a different direction. And you know what that does for Trey Lance? I don't know, but the Niners team is on a very, um, they're just in a weird mode right now. They have an ultra talented squad. but They can't stay healthy. And you know that they're, they're kind of stuck with the head coach and the quarterback that they have. So, To me, I just don't think Jimmy G or Trey Lance is probably good enough to win, get you to the promised land over the next few years. But they got a lot of good pieces around them, like Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk and stuff like that. So, I don't know, man. That San Francisco team is in
0: a – it's in a weird state right now, so we're going to have to see how it plays out. Hey, I'll tell you what, man. And then you don't really have a – say, with Lance. Maybe I've been a – but I just don't see it, Anthony. I just don't see – I, I just did not see anything from him that gives me the confidence, whether it was running or even passing the ball, that he's going to be that guy. I just maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he'll prove me wrong. But I, I'm steadfast that Kyle should have took uh, uh, Mac Jones. I really, really I, I think Mac Jones, when it's all said and done, I know he doesn't have the flash. I know he doesn't. But but. Just the mold of a of of a somewhat of a Tom Brady type prototype. I think that guy will be.
1: Yeah, agree with you. And then,
0: kind of that kind of leads us into the eight thirty game
1: tonight, perfectly, uh, because we're talking about Trey Lance. Um, got another young rookie quarterback going to be on display tonight in prime time. So Chicago against Green Bay. Great rivalry game there. Uh, Trying to look in here. It's at Lambeau Field. So, Justin Fields is going to have his work cut out for him. He's coming off the rib injury that he's missed, you know, three games for. But I think Green Bay will win this game. They're just better than Chicago. Even though it is a rivalry game, so you never know what could happen. but. my my money would be on uh, Green Bay to win that game. But Justin Fields, I'll tell you, the the difference that I see between him and Trey Lance, I agree with you on Trey Lance, and I'm still in on Justin Fields. I'm not out. I just, I saw a flash against Pittsburgh on Monday Night Football, you know, before he got injured, where he made a couple throws in clutch time to tie that game that were just out-of-your-mind throws. And then, of course, his defense couldn't hold Ben, and they ended up giving up the walk-off field goal. But the point is, Fields gave you that flash and was able to get them down the field to to you know take the lead there. So, um, what are your thoughts, man, on that game tonight, Green Bay and Chicago? And then give me your assessment of Justin
0: Fields so far. So, so uh, Green Green Bay will win absolutely. Um, and is is Andy Dalton hurt again? Uh, yeah, he's
1: got some kind of a—he banged his wrist on somebody's helmet or something like that. So he's doubtful tonight. And but either way, they said even if he does suit up, Justin Fields is
0: starting tonight, no matter what. Okay, because you know I was about to say if Andy Dalton was not hurt and they freaking started Fields with the ribs, I would have told uh uh dude to take a hike, right. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you right now, but no, this kid, just like I told you, I knew this kid from high school and then on to Georgia. And this kid is the real deal, Anthony. And people don't realize um, he beat out Trevor Lawrence in the uh, elite 11, you know, um, that, that, uh, Trent Dilfer elite quarterback uh, yes. competition. And then also, um, um, their high schools, they didn't want, for whatever reason, uh, the, the school that uh, uh, Lawrence played for, for whatever reason, they did not. And I, I don't know if they were different levels, but they never played in high school. But uh, Fields is the real deal. And he has, um, it was Greg Cosell that broke that, Greg Cosell from NFL films. And he just broke down the, the, the starter season to where Fields is now. And he's expecting this kid with a new coaching staff in hand, and then obviously investing in that line or what have you to take off next year. I mean, just like you said, he flashes. He's the real deal, bro. I, I, I personally think, and this may be controversial, but I personally think he's better than Trevor Lawrence in the long run. It's going to prove out. Yeah,
1: I actually I agree with you. And and if you look at it, man. Trevor Lawrence is a lot, even though, (laughs) look, Jacksonville's not a great team, right?
0: Urban Meyer, man.
1: Urban Meyer's a joke. But Trevor Lawrence probably has more talent around him than uh, Justin Fields does. That Chicago offensive line is terrible, man. So, I mean, Justin Fields is getting destroyed back there. He's got no time wide receiver position Darnell Mooney's pretty good Allen Robinson's washed I mean you saw that gif uh that I sent yesterday of the the washing yeah. machine uh with the shoes on spin cycle that that's yep. Allen Allen Robinson he is beyond <laughs> washed um and 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 Matt Nagy <laughs> Matt Nagy come on man like I, honestly I'm shocked to haven't fired the guy yet I cannot believe that he's going to make it out the whole season this year I, I just is there any worst coach? Right now, I think Matt Nagy is the worst head coach in football. Him and Urban Meyer are probably tied for the worst head coach in football. So, I think Justin Fields has a lot going against him. I think they get a young, you know, a young offensive-minded coordinator in there to work around his strengths. I think he' progressive. They get him a little bit better offensive line. And I think he's gonna be fine. Um, I really think Fields is gonna be, uh, you know, a top ten quarterback here. You know, I think that's what he'll. I don't know if he'll ever be a top five, you know, dominant guy, but I think he'll be a really good NFL starter, a top ten type quarterback that you can win around. So, like I say, I don't expect much tonight. Because you got Matt Nagy, you got the horrible line, you got a lot of things going against the kid. He's at Lambeau in prime time. I don't expect him to have a great game tonight. But overall, I do think that Justin Fields, you know, will have a pretty good career in Chicago. And, you know, I I think Mac Jones was the best quarterback coming out of the draft. I still believe that. And I think that number Justin Fields was the second best. And then I kind of put, you know, Trey Lance and Zach Wilson on that nah kind of kind of kind of mark for me.
0: Wow. Where do you have Trevor?
1: Uh, Trevor, I, I think Trevor's behind fields and Mac Jones, man. I put him at number three. Okay. I think he's, okay. Okay. I'll tell you what, man, this is why it's hard for me for Trevor. Cause I think Trevor is good, but I don't think he's great. And I think he was hyped up just way too much coming out of college. He had a lot of, of, of of weapons around him at Clemson to where it made kind of his job pretty easy uh, for how he was able to distribute the football. And I just, I don't know what it is about Trevor Lawrence. I just don't love him as a quarterback and I really don't love his intangibles. That's, I think that's the thing that's really getting me. Um, I don't think his intangibles are ever going to be to the spot of what you need for an NFL quarterback. In fact, if I had to compare Trevor Lawrence to somebody, and this is going to sound bad, I think he's Carson Wentz
0: 2.0, and I don't know. Take
1: that for what you want, man. But I think he's Carson Wentz. Wow,
0: Wentzy! <laughs> yeah. And I'm talking W-I-N-C-E.
1: Yeah, Wentz. As uh, my boy Skip says, Wentz, right? He's Wentz. Um, but yeah, that's a pretty nice preview. And then. Oh, Monday night. we us talk about Monday night real quick. Uh, that's probably the best game of the week tomorrow night. Monday night football. The Arizona Cardinals traveling to LA SoFi Stadium to take on the Rams. Cardinals Rams, Rams at home. Who you got in that one, man? That's a big game. I
0: got the Cardinals and I got the I got the Cardinals big.
1: I, I think the Cardinals will win, too, mainly because I don't believe in the Rams. I've said right. it all year, uh, good luck with Matthew Stafford Rams. Have fun right. with that. Uh, right. When you need him in big games, you know, let me see how that works out for you. But, dude, real quick while we're talking about them, I know we're going pretty long here. Um, Kyler Murray, it, I am under the impression that Kyler may – end up with like a Lamar situation in the playoffs this year not not going forward I'm not saying that Kyler and cannot dig himself out of it going you know next year the year after but I am very not sold on the Cardinals come playoff time because I just don't know about Kyler Murray in playoff games you know is that a real worry for Arizona or if you're a Cardinals fan would you be you know perfectly fine giving that kid the keys to the to the car you know going down in the playoffs this year
0: no, I think it'll be fine. I I just think here's the deal: their defense is pretty good, man. You know they are very. Good. They they got a good defense, and I think that will rule the day. As long as Kyler doesn't, you know, he can be cocky. He's got a heck of an arm. He can be cocky sometimes. He can make the he try to make the hero play when it's not there. I think that's the only thing that can really bite him. But I yeah, I like him because he's you know he's you know I always call those little sturdy built guys pocket Hercules. Type. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, although he's he's quite, he's been a little brittle, but I, I just think that I think he can do it. I really do. I think this kid, he's been a winner all throughout. And um I, I think he can do it as long as he can kind of just, um you know, go with the flow and not necessarily try to be hero.
1: Yeah, my thing my, my thing is, man, though, is when you get down to playoff football and we both know this. It's you're right, defenses are important, everybody, you know, running games is important, but at the end of the day, it seems like in the new NFL, it's, can your quarterback make enough plays versus the other quarterback, right? Can your quarterback make just one or two more plays than that opposing quarterback on the other sidelines? That happens more times than not in these playoff games, unless you have a team like you know, Dallas a few years ago against the Rams where we just got ran off the field in that divisional round. It really didn't matter what Dak did because, you know, we couldn't stop anybody. But normally it's can you make enough plays in the quarterback? You know, can Kyler make more plays than Tom Brady to win a playoff game? Can he make more plays than Aaron Rodgers? Can he make more plays than Dak? Um, I just don't know about that, man. So right. that, that's kind of my thing with Arizona. Like I say, I expect him to win tomorrow mainly because I think they're a pretty good team, and I don't think L.A. is as good as we think. But I do have questions about them, especially if they get the number one seed and they have all that hype going to Arizona in the divisional round. I think they're primed for a team, you know, to be able to knock them out in the first round. So we'll we'll see how it goes, man.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Hey, man, let's switch over to the NBA. Uh, We're getting close to what we call the – the the uh, daytona 500 of the nba that's the christmas uh really the 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 kickoff to the season right yes so uh yeah man so <laughs> i'll tell you what man it, it it definitely has not been the season for me in terms of where i thought my team would be that's the los angeles lakers um, um we're in trouble man i i we're in trouble um i don't it would be a miracle to uh see the Lakers in the conference finals, Western conference finals, no less the NBA finals, man. I just don't see the consistency. Um we I, I still feel we have a coach problem. We have a roster problem, we have an Anthony Davis problem. Uh sometimes we have a LeBron James. We just have too many problems, man, and not a lot of solutions consistently.
1: Yeah, so kind of here's how it kind of, to me, as we go, you know, approach Christmas Day, the big Christmas primetime games and that middle, you know, that part of the season where you really start looking at the standings, you kind of look at the East, right? I'll start with the East because the East is pretty easy to me, man. So the East, you got two squads that are better than everybody else. I know Chicago's right there and Miami's right there in the stand-ins, but Whatever, man. It's Brooklyn and Milwaukee. They're the two best teams, in my opinion, in the East. Um, Chicago, I just don't think, has enough firepower to hang with either of those squads when it comes playoff time. So it's going to be Kevin Durant versus Giannis in the the East. That's fully what I expect, just like it was last year, where a a toe – of uh, Kevin Durant, you know, would have would have gotten them to that game seven because he was just in front of the line and allowed that game winner in game six. But that's kind of what I'm looking at out in the east. So, you no, know, you might disagree a little bit. I know you're pretty high on Chicago, but to me, it's those two squads. So I'll start with the East. There, you agree with that
0: or you disagree? No, no, I I actually agree. Uh, Kevin Durant's been playing some of the best basketball of his career. If you look at the cards he's been dealt, and I'm actually stealing from a guy. Um, This guy named Jason Tenth, Tenth he uh, does the State of the Lakers podcast. And uh, he basically pointed out on Twitter yesterday that Kevin Durant, despite all the negative that's gone on with the whole Kyrie situation and the injuries that they've had, and uh, and uh, James Harden coming in out of shape after battling the hamstring, all he's done is, uh, you know, dropped his head, play hard, Led this team, he's stepping up defensively, and they're eighteen and eight, right? Ten yep. games above five hundred. They're leading the uh, the Eastern Conference. Uh, they got a game and a half over the Bucks. So yeah, I, 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 I kudos to KD, man. He's really, really showing the true leadership under, I would say, uh, not the best circumstances to keep this team afloat. Um, the the Milwaukee Bucks. I think I agree with you. There, it's going to be those two, and if KD, if there's I still feel that if there is no Kyrie, then it's going to be very tough for KD um, um, to get through to the them get, to get through Milwaukee to the finals. But uh, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna wind up those those two teams. I think the Bulls and the Heat and the Cavaliers and those teams they're all they'll be there. But yeah, it's going to come down to the the, the Nets and the uh, Bucks. And right now, I have the Bucks as a slight favorite.
1: Me too. And then real quick question for you. Um, if the if the Bucks win the NBA championship this year, I think that already solidifies
0: Giannis as a surefire Hall of Famer. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I I, I personally think he's a Hall of Famer now. It will. It will, it will definitely solidify that. that. And, uh, and then he'll be playing with house money at age, what, tw- he'll be 28 <laughs> for, the rest yep. the year, for the rest of his time. So yeah. Yeah. And,
1: and, and at that point, if he wins two championships in Milwaukee, and, and he's already like I mean he's the one won one already, so he's kind of like this already. He could pretty much go and play wherever he wants for the remainder of his career. And he's already solidified his legacy of making a Bucks team a, a winning franchise. So yeah, he can pretty much do what he wants after
0: that. Absolutely.
1: So you switch over to the Western Conference. I believe that you know, Phoenix and Golden State are the two best teams out West, right? I mean, there's just no doubt, doubt about it. But There's a lot of teams that are right on their heels, man. So, you know, Phoenix and, and Golden State have by far the best record. I mean, they're freaking 21-5. and five. Um, Everybody else is a couple games behind them. But I'm telling you, that Western Conference is still going to be tight. I don't think it's going to just come down to the Suns versus the Warriors. But what I think is – I think you're you're right about your Lakers now, but my question mark to you is, are you sure they're done making deals? Cuz I think they've got something up their sleeve. What do you think, man? Do you think they I think they make a trade or do something? I just don't think LeBron's happy with this roster right now. Let's be real, LeBron's like the kind of GM of the team <laughs> anyways. I think they do something, you know, to help vault them back into the, you know, hunt out west. So you think LA makes some kind of a deal to deadline?
0: Man, here's the thing. I don't. I. It, it's like, I. Man, we don't have a lot of maneuver. You know, we we don't have a lot of room to maneuver. We don't have a lot of options, really. I know everybody say trades Westbrook, but right now, who's going to take Westbrook? Not unless there's. I, I don't know, bro. I mean, you can hear the frustration in my voice. The the biggest thing is if they do make a move, any move that you make, as long as that twenty-seven-year-old power forward center that we have in Anthony Davis, if he does not bring it and if emotionally, and then if he doesn't stay healthy, it's all out the window anyway. So so I hate to say it, bro, but it really I, listen, I'm the biggest LeBron fan out there. You know that. but man, it, it just at some point, Anthony, 62,000 minutes, I, I mean, I don't know, bro. I, I really don't know. I' right now it's it's kind of a wait and see. They could have something up their sleeve. You know LeBron, he's cutthroat, right? So yep. he will he will do whatever he can. Um, because let's be honest, he, he he really doesn't have. This is really the year, you know, and uh so I don't know, man. But right now, I've got Phoenix coming out of the West. I really do. I just like what they have. I, I like. I think Monty Williams. Um, I just think that he has a plan. He sticks to it, and I just I love everything about them. And they got a lot of wings that can defend, man. So I I currently I know Golden. Like, you, you know, they, they almost remind me of 2015 Warriors where they just came out of nowhere and they got all that shooting and everything. I just think that when it's all said and done, I think Phoenix will be the team that rises out of the West.
1: Yeah, um, Phoenix is definitely the favorite right now. Um, I just don't I don't know. I just I'm always in the mentality of in these big sports when you go to the championship round, then you lose that you always struggle especially come playoff time the following year. So I just don't know if Phoenix is going to be able to, you know, once they get into playoff time after having that loss heartbreaker kind of in the finals last year, are they going to be able to turn it around? That's the big question mark to have for me. Um, I kind of agree with you on the Lakers. They're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place because you need AD to be the guy, and even if you do make a move, let's say you move Westbrook and maybe move Carmelo and move some pieces, you're not going to get a superstar back that's going to be able to carry the team, you know, more than what you already have in AD. So I think they're, they're stuck to some extent. The thing that I will say that the Lakers have going for them, um, you brought up a good point, all the minutes and everything LeBron's got on him, but because he's been injured and hasn't played as much through these first 30 games, I believe that's going to help him in the back end of this thing. So I think the minutes that he saved on his body by being hurt now will help him on a stretch run and going into the playoffs later down the year. So I would kind of caution everybody on that. We might see a better version of LeBron in the playoffs this year just because his legs are a little more under him. What, What would you say back to that? Yeah, I
0: agree, because he actually looked really bouncy against uh, Oklahoma City uh, when they played them uh, on fr- on Friday. He actually looked really good. I mean, he just basically dominated them, really. It's almost like he's playing with kids out there, literally, too, because some of those kids on Oklahoma are like 19, 20 years old, so they couldn't deal with him there. I hope so, Anthony. I really do. And, and look, you're Clippers, right? You're Clippers, man. You guys, to me – um, outside of Monty Williams and Steve Kerr, Ty Lue is right there, man. Ty Lue is an excellent coach, bro. And I don't know how in the world the Lakers just screwed that up. But anyway, um, your your guys are winning. Obviously, the big gun, uh, Kawhi. You know, who knows if he will come back? And and you know how me and you always talk, and even some of the expert talk. The Lakers and the Clippers, they have the they in in terms of the West, they have the the highest ceiling due to Kawhi, PG, AD, and LeBron, if they can bring it. You follow me? Yep. Those two teams will always be there because we know come playoff time, um, your, your your superstars will will basically carry the day. And let's be honest, if AD did not get hurt against the uh, Suns, I mean, the Lakers were basically toying with those guys. In the first, you know, three games when they took that two one lead, but AD got hurt, and then it kind of fell apart from there. So that just shows you what superstars can do when they actually elevate their, uh, their, their play. So, 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 so for both of those LA teams, if the superstars are there, they can at any point just take over a, a seven game series and, 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 and you know, make their fans.
1: Yeah, but that's where the Lakers have a slight edge over the Clippers right now for this year, at least for this year. If we're looking at just this year in a microscope, if you're the Clippers right now, right, you're not going to do anything to make a move going forward because you love this roster when you get Kawhi back, right? So right. you're not going to do anything to hurt that roster. You you want to keep it intact. And then when you add Kawhi back, you're looking at next year's like – all right, next year's launch here. Year. I agree. Tyler's done amazing. I mean, we've won two games in a row against not so great a competition, but we've won two games in a row with no Paul George, no Kawhi Leonard. I mean, you're talking about Reggie Jackson, Luke Kennard. Luke Kennard's played outstanding this year, by the way. For all the <laughs> flack he got for his contract last year, the guy has been lights out this year. I mean, he, he's really – really stepped up and played well. Um, So the the, the Clippers get Kawhi back down the stretch. Yeah, I think they can definitely be a contender. I'm hearing Kawhi is not going to be back this year. That's what. Yeah, um, me too.
0: That's what I'm hearing as well. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of looking at the NBA for them in a bubble. Like, all right, I hope they make, obviously I want them to be a playoff team, five, six seed. And I think it'd be really cool if they upset somebody in the first round. Yeah. I think it would just help Paul George's confidence. You know, even though I think them winning that series in Utah last year with only a Paul George gave them a ton of confidence as it is. So I just don't believe without Kawhi, I don't think they could beat the Suns or the uh, or Warriors. the Warriors. They, they yeah. would need Kawhi. But I think they could beat anybody else in a playoff series, you know, with just Paul George and, and the crew. So, um, yeah, it, it's interesting if I'm the Clippers, I don't make a move. I just kind of have my bed. I lay in it this year, see what happens, and try to go full force next year. But, yeah, if I'm the Lakers, I think I make a move. So, I agree. The Suns probably are the the best team, even though I worry with them down in the finals. Um, I'm not sold on Golden State. I'll be honest, man. This is just – I'm going to be totally – just admit to you how biased I am. I I don't want to use the word hate because I don't like using that word. I strongly dislike Stephen Curry. I do not care for him. So it's really hard for me to root just, just, you know, laying all the cards on the table. Not a Curry fan whatsoever. He's cocky. He's smug. He's kind of like Patrick Mahomes to me. I'm not, I'm out on Mahomes because of, I just can't stand the way he handles himself. Curry kind of the same boat. So, and I've also seen Steph Curry come up super small in clutch moments just way too many times in his career. I mean, he needed KD to get him, you know, the last world championship they got. So, not a huge Curry fan. Um, so I'm not going to say the Warriors are my best team because totally biased me. I can't stand Steph Curry, man. Cannot oh. stand a guy.
0: So when he hits like three or four three-pointers in a row and, and then he comes around you with that mouthpiece hanging out, you probably <sighs> pop him in the mouth. Yeah, I'm ready to rip the mouthpiece out of his freaking mouth because I can't
1: stand it, man. It drives me nuts. I'm like, man, I- I'll be yelling at the TV. Can you tell that baby to get that damn binky out of his mouth? My God, so he just—he drives me crazy. Bro. But I'm just—I don't know. I'll never be sold on Curry as a top. You know, I, I realize he's a top player, right? I get it, he's a top five player, but nobody's yeah. ever gonna convince me that he's a top five all-time player nobody could ever convince me of that I don't care how many threes he hits or or what he does I just can't stand the guy man also he kind of he kind of epitomizes the uh boring basketball for me right because I can't stand this nBA just Three point rain game, and and Steph Curry kind of started that. Like nobody goes down low, nobody plays two point ball, nobody plays defense, and Curry kind of is like the the
0: figurehead of that for me, the symbol. So yeah,
1: not a fan, not a fan of Curry, man.
0: Wow, I'll tell you what, uh, to a team to watch, and I know they, you know, they don't have Jaw right now, but Memphis, man, they're a bunch of young players they got Dylan Brooks back that Desmond Bain man they they're 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 going to be there That'd be a thorn to somebody to get through a playoff series because those kids man and and Utah's Utah right they'll be there but when it all when it's all said and done I, I don't think they'll be able to do anything um as far as you know getting to the uh Western Conference Finals like they did last year so yeah man so we'll see um it's definitely going to be an interesting year. Um we'll see what type of moves are made and uh see how this thing plays out man. But right now coming out of the west, um I, I it's almost like I got a it looks like I got a finals rematch, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I talk about I think the 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 Memphis is definitely the the third best team there, you know, if we're talking about the LA teams being out, I think that's, yeah. this is definitely the third best in the West. I'm like you with the jazz. I don't understand the jazz man. Cause that roster, you know, laid an egg last year, lost to my Clippers with no Kawhi in the semifinals. Didn't even make it to the finals. And then they bring the exact same roster back and don't really do anything to add to that. So I was kind of confused as to that. I think the the if, if the Jazz really want to be that squad, they're one player away. I just I don't think what they've got right now is enough. They did add Rudy Gay. <laughs> okay, all right, come on. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and and also uh, just for the record, since I'm just you know since I launched on uh Curry there. Uh, another guy I can't stand is Rudy Gobert. So it's really hard for me to root for the Jazz because I cannot stand Rudy Gobert, man. He is wow. a uh, dirty player and just a
0: just <laughs> just drives me nuts with the way he acts on the court, man. Not a Gobert fan. Hey, real quick, what do you think about – how do you think the Portland situation will play out and how do you think Ben Simmons' situation will play out? <sighs>
1: man – So, one, Ben Simmons is not going to Portland, for one. I know there was, like, uh, some talks about that on Undisputed a couple weeks ago. That's not going to happen. I'll tell you what, man. That Portland situation, I feel really bad for my man, Chauncey Billups, man, because I feel like he kind of got thrown in a no-win situation there in Portland, right? They're kind of like a stuck roster, but at the end of the day, C.J. McCollum and Dame Lillard is just not good enough to get to where they need to go. I mean, we've seen it time after time after time. And, and, and Dame kind of wants out. It's just – it's a headache there, man. And I feel bad for Chauncey because I think we both agree Chauncey is a, could be a really, really good NBA head coach. Would you agree? Yeah, no, I like Chauncey. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. so I just think he's stuck in a rock and a hard place. I think they're going to have to move Dame at some point. I don't know how that's going to end out, man. But they just, I just, all I could think of in that situation is I feel so bad for that kid. And then Ben Simmons, they're not going to move him, man. I'm telling you, I think Doc Rivers is just that freaking stubborn. He's going to leave him there, and Doc Rivers is going to completely implode that franchise, just like he's done, you know, time and time out. Well, you know where he's head coach. So, yeah, I, I, I don't see Simmons getting moved. I, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on that?
0: I think he gets moved, Anthony. I just don't know where. Um, I think Lillard and at- no value, right? How much value he's really going to get for him? That's my thing. Yeah, I, 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 you know how they say. Remember when they said you couldn't trade Westbrook's contract, you couldn't trade John Wall? There's always a deal out there. It's just a matter of there's just so much that goes on with these NBA front offices and how in agents and things of that nature. I just think it'll play out come this trade deadline. I don't know where he's going to go. Um, the dame Litter situation I think Dame will I think in the off season is when Dame will actually move but I agree with you I think you get Dame out of there um let's be honest Dame's a small guard he's got some miles on his on his uh body now um I just think you give Char- chauncey a whole new playbook and I think he'll I, I think he can turn that ship around but we'll see man we'll see uh it, it's just it's the NBA it's crazy right so we'll we'll see what happens brother.
1: Any way Dame ends up
0: a Laker, is there any way they move and <laughs> somebody else or not? you don't think so? I don't think so, man. I don't think so. He had the opportunity to be a Laker in the offseason and he didn't want to bite for it. So, whatever. I don't think so. Because that that I,
1: I think Portland's got to be in the situation where it's just like we really don't care what we get back. We just need to move him and let Chauncey build this thing from the ground up. Right. So, right. I think they're willing to get rid of him no matter what. And I don't know. We talk about how the Lakers need another piece to help LeBron down the stretch.
0: That could be a nice piece for him if they're that. Would that it. would be a nice piece, bro. That would be a whew, That'd be a nice piece. <laughs> so,
1: all right, man. Well, let's look. This has been a really good, uh, good pod. We went way longer than I thought, but it was real good talk. Um, uh, are you able to get on for ten minutes after the Cowboy
0: game so we can give a reaction win, lose, or draw? I won't be able to. Um, do you work tonight? I do not work tonight. Okay, tell you what, let's do this. I don't. It'll probably be. I will text you, but we'll definitely do a post game wrap up based on um based on if they win or lose. Um, and and I'll text you because I definitely want to do that because we owe it to our listeners who who say we don't do it. So <laughs> let's let's do it. I'll text you. It'll probably be a little after seven. Is that okay? Perfect, man. Yeah, we'll do it later tonight. And um,
1: win, lose, a draw, we'll come on here, give our quick ten minute thoughts, and hopefully it'll be.
0: Hopefully, it'll be happy thoughts. Absolutely, man. We'll see everybody else on the other side. Have a great one, man.
1: All right, man. You too. All
0: right, buddy.